How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Jamie Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. Welcome to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show. My name is Jamie Filer, co-host of the TRM Show, and I am excited, like actually ecstatic. I'm not excited. I am ecstatic to be here with Jeff Black today. Jeff Black, how are you doing? First off, Jamie, my sister, I am doing awesome. I've missed you. As you know, life has been crazy for me, so I had to kind of like quietly go into the shadows for a couple of weeks, but... I'm so glad to be here today and join you on what I think is going to be an awesome topic for the listeners. But most of all, I'm kicking ass on this Thursday above all else. What about you? I'm I'm doing exceptionally well. As you can see, I'm in my CrossFit box recording live because uh, I'm participating in the noon class. I'm back in the home and the box that I love. So really happy. What brought you back home? Interesting question. Um, I needed a community. I needed a tribe. Uh, crunch is great, but uh, the fitness industry can be exceptionally isolating and it helps to have classes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I understand that completely. That's something that we have at Iron House. Everyone, you know, we're in our ratings. We're well known for a community feel. And I know Greg, who's part of TRM leadership, uh, has that with hitting Jim. So it's always, that's a huge thing. And I think that, you know, communities is what is who you, gyms and fitness experts should be appealing to building and creating more of rather than just their brand, create a community and the brand will come. I was because if community, then culture, and then that culture spreads like wildfire in the best way possible. A hundred percent. So speaking of spreading, today's topic is generating leads without spending a dime. <sighs> yeah. Right. So let's, I mean, why don't we just riff off of, Mort of mouth, right? It's the, it's the ultimate. You just mentioned yourself, you know, when people give you reviews. So tell me a little bit about that because reviews right off the bat do not cost you anything. Do not cost your gym anything. Tell me, let's start there. Well, I, you know, and I, this is what I got with Matt to start working with TRM. Um, it was like June of 2020 when I had reached out to him. Um, I was probably making little 15 K a month as a coach, but, um, Matt was really shocked because my entire business has been built by referrals and iron house, like 33% of our gym membership growth every single month is referral based yeah. because, you know, and that lets you know, your product is worth something. I always tell coaches who I work with, I mentor, and I'm sure you do the same. If you're not getting a referral, there's something wrong with your product or there's something wrong with how you're communicating to your client or the products being communicated out. So I always tell everybody, if you're not getting referrals, you need to go back to your product. Um, but referrals are the easiest one. If you get Mrs. Jones, just uh, this is why I like training Mr. and Mrs. Jones more than competitors. They yeah. lose 10 pounds. They forever know that Jamie helped them lose 10 pounds. You know, a competitor, you're only as good as the last trophy you got them, right? Yep. And there's something to be said about the Mr. and Mrs. Jones who got their life back or were able to play with their kids or maybe, you know, um, go for a walk with their significant other without being out of breath. And they refer you people. They're a very passionate thing. Uh, Tim Ferriss talks about what the 1000 ravenous fans builds your, gets you $1 million. It's a hundred percent true. 
It's 100% true. So I think that if you're a coach and you're, and you've been doing this for any significant amount of time, especially over the course of a year, you should be able to say that what would be a fair number? At least 40% of your new clientele should be coming from referrals every month. That's what I feel is a healthy mix. 60% from new possibilities, 40% from you either working old clients who might've fallen off or working your current clients. Like, Hey, do you know a few people who might want to you know, join you in your workouts or maybe join you in your healthy decisions that you're making. And it's not as hard as people think. It's, it's, it's overcoming the whole rejection of asking for help. And yeah. I'm like, they want to help you. If they are giving you three, four, five hundred dollars a month, it is not because they just want to watch you do well and drive a nice car. It is because they want to watch you succeed because of what you've built for them, them and the others that they see themselves around and communicating with. So I think referrals is the biggest one and the most powerful and the biggest indicator of how your business is really doing. Wow. That is a bold statement, sir. Ah, I like I it. Like I, I, see it. I was going to say you're the king of bold statements. It doesn't matter. So help. Okay. So let's say somebody doesn't have a big network, right? We're talking to 10 K and under they have that. I don't want to call it a self-esteem issue, but they have the fear that you were talking about. What is Two lines, whether it's in an email or whether it's face-to-face or whether it's on the phone, how do you say, hey, Jeff, do you mind referring your friends? to What is your version of that sentence? Oh, so this is how I usually say it. Um, in fact, I actually did it the other day. I was like, hey, we've gotten some great results together. And the client was like, yeah. I was like, so who do you know that would maybe want to join you and help get these results with you? And she was like, actually, I know someone and I got a consult set up later today for it. So it's sometimes just having a passive conversation. Hell, sometimes you can send out messages. I know uh, one of my coaches that I work with on the Excellence Cartel, Jeffrey Sue, he does a hundred dollar referral for every single person. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, there's multiple ways to skin this cat to incentivize, but I ultimately think at the end of the day, just it. These people want to help you succeed. If they're paying from you and they've lasted at least a couple months, they want to help you win. I think it's just understanding like, are you an owner or are you a manager? Because if you're an owner, you're a leader and leaders lead, and then they get their followers that, you know, go with them. And if you're a manager, you're just going to manage things and it's just going to stay the same. Yeah. And if you yeah. want to grow beyond 10K, you have to go from a manager I set to a leadership I set. And that means in all aspects of your business. Super good point, Jeff. So guys, for those of you listening, when Jeff said his friend Jeff Sue offers a $100 referral, um, what that means is that for every, if Jeff Sue's client, uh, Jamie, brings in Jenna, Jamie gets $100 for Jeff, from Jeff for bringing in Jenna, assuming Jenna signs on, right? Correct. It's assuming the sign on, but a lot of coaches do it this way and I do it similar. If I get a referral sometimes, I, depending upon how it is and what it is, you could do a referral fee. I usually always send a thank you card. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a really good one or a thank you text, just something a little extra personal. Hey, I've talked with your friend, Rosen, you know, yes. signed up with me. I really appreciate that. That really helps me out. It's helping my family. Thank you. And helping the mission I'm trying to do. Um, but with those referrals, you know, a lot of coaches do first and last month up front. So they're already collected. The referral fee is pretty much already kind of paid for because when people get their notice, what 80% fair say, don't finish the program. You just get the money and they walk. So, yeah. I mean, it's already built in. Yeah. But guys, what Jeff said about um, mailing a card, that direct mail is often underutilized. I referred somebody to my accountant. She didn't end up signing on, but my accountant still sent me a card saying, thank you for sending Jill to us. 
I was like, wow, that was, that was pretty cool. Especially given that Jill, I didn't actually become a client. You still like took the time to send me direct mail, um, which is sweet. So the other thing I want to talk about as it relates to generating leads without spending a dime is when I told you about this topic on Facebook, the first thing you came back to me with was position yourself in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? And how does that help you generate leads? <laughs> so I think, it, okay, so the fitness space right now is getting flooded with inquiry. What did, when was the last time you had a Pop-Tart? When was the last time, you know, you slept eight hours? And, and it's just meant to generate inquiry because then you get conversation going, right? However, you're getting clients that don't stay. You're getting clients that are weak leads. They're in that, they're just not valuable. It's, <laughs> I, I talk to these coaches and watch them. You need to learn to position yourself in a way that you're giving your followers. So it's under, you have to understand social media and currency. We're in a culture now and an age now where social media currency is a real thing. And that is tied to, I'm going to present next week at the first form with you on this topic of leadership. So leadership is a form of currency because your currency is influence. So if you have 10,000 followers, you got roughly 10,000 people that are saying, Jamie is someone that I want to follow because she's a leader. She is a leader in this space. So it's positioning yourself to be an educator, to entertain, and to inform. And I would even dare say to be transparent. Because I think people like Andy Frisella has taught me above all else and Ed Milet, they do RTA together, they do great together, but they're extreme polar opposites in how they do things. And both have mass followings and both connect to high people. And I think that that transparency is nowadays even bigger in social media because there's so many coaches talking about 30 day gut resets, 21 day sleep better cycles, 14 days where you won't binge again, all these challenges going on and no one's really kind of fixing anybody. And I think you have to position yourself as an educator, find three things that you know inside and out that people be like, Jamie knows her stuff on fixing women's hormones. Jamie knows her stuff on stress management. And Jamie knows how to make some awesome recipes to help me with cravings. Boom. Three things. Execute on them all the time. You know, and you even taught me entertain, inform, and just show who you are. But I think the transparency is even going to get bigger now with social media getting more crowded. Yeah, guys, I want to use another word for transparency and it's relatability. Um, You know, I tell everyone I have a coaching call with that there is a continuum on the far right end. You've got credibility. And these are people with a million letters after their names and they've spent their entire lives in kinesiology labs in colleges. And they know they know more than anyone else. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we have relatability. And these are people who have experienced more than everyone else. They've been in the trenches. They've competed in dozens of bodybuilding shows. They've ruined their metabolism. They've maybe even taken PEDs or not, or they've messed around with stuff. Now, do you want to coach at either polar opposite? No, because one is lacking experience and one is lacking research. We want someone right in the middle. So again, going back to what Jeff said about social media being your currency, the trainer who's going to generate the most leads is the one who is literally in the middle of being relatable and credible. Jeff, would you agree? I a hundred percent agree because if you can't connect, how are you going to sell? Yeah, there it is. Um, let's move on to a core concept of TRM, which is the golden 50. And it refers to 50 different places where you can find your target market. Now we're not just talking Facebook groups and we're not just talking 
Ironhouse Gym. And we're not just talking Instagram. We're talking all of those things, plus chiropractor offices, physical therapist offices. Um, what's another example? TikTok. Um, what is your opinion and how does Ironhouse go about finding their niche and Relentless? How does Relentless find their niche within the Golden 50? So, you know, <laughs> the Golden 50 is an interesting one to me because when Matt presented it to me, I had to really take it back and like, like look at it. So I can give you the extremes. So for example, Iron House, it is strictly Google and YouTube driven. So most people don't know this. YouTube does not charge you for an ad until you do over 30 seconds. So if you load a testimonial video in that just hits and crushes right out of the gate, my ad spend on YouTube is insanely low and my like the, the amount of views and the time is high, right? So then that drives people to Google and then they read reviews. So what I did to incentivize growth to help me get to the top of the algorithms and play well in Google is I told members, if you leave a written review and tag the gym on all social medias, we'll give you $5 to spend in our supplement store. So whenever you type in gym near me, no matter if I got ads running or not, I'm the top five up there because I've got five-star rating and over 200 of them. And the nearest one to me is 40. So Google differentiates you there. Where it comes to Relentless, all of us are on Instagram. We tend to pull into Instagram and Facebook and things like that. But where I often am stressing now to coaches is look in your community. Your network is your net worth. And I think now in the online space, we're so quick to be like, oh, I want a client in Canada and I got one in Dubai and I've got one in Tokyo. And meanwhile, you're like, you miss the 1 million people who are living around you in the city of Miami. And I'm just like, you know, look at exploiting different means to get, like you said, contact a chiropractor. What about the supplement stores? What about doing free seminars? What, I mean, there's so many options, but that goes to show you the difference between the two and the gym. Google does really well for me in YouTube, but when it comes to online coaching, I crush on Instagram and Facebook. Interesting. So you're okay. So it could also be said that it's almost like, you know how, when it comes to dating, some, sometimes some days going to the club or the bar in person is going to hit, but then other days you're like, you know what? I'm just going to download hinge. I'm just going to go on whatever app and then find, right. So it's a mix yeah. of going back and forth guys, regardless of whether it's 2020 2021 or 2001, you have to have the mix of that in person, finding people, uh, finding prospects, clients, target market, et cetera, and not being scared of going on social media or downloading that app to meet your person. I actually also think that, and we're kind of going through this. I actually talked to Matt about it with the relentless coaches where social media isn't fun anymore. And what I mean by that is it's so competitive. Especially if you're a coach, you're friends with other coaches. And, and by God, like, I love Jeffrey Sue, but me and Jason both are like, we feel like we do nothing compared to this man because it's just constantly like, and, you know, it gets exhausted. And then you get this imposter syndrome. I've been doing this 16 years yeah. and I know my shit. And there are some times that I'm like, do I, you know, and I always tell people, I think now when you get to that point, make social media fun, make whatever way you're trying to attract your audience that specifically speaks to you, but most importantly connects to them, you have to make it fun. If you're not making it fun, then it's going to be seen through. And I think that that's a big thing that coaches really need to look at too. Yeah. So regardless of which of the golden 50 you want to put your time and energy into, it has to be fun for you. 
Agreed. So Jeff, um, are you? Oh, go ahead. I was going to tell you something. So Braylon, who's on my team, he's a, a transgender coach, and he was just he just wasn't getting any leads. And I on Instagram, Facebook, just you know the typical, hey, we write me a free diet because I'm your friend stuff. Um, and I said, Braylon, I think that the issue is because, and I built trust with him. I said, I yeah. think the issue is because you're talking about your transgender journey and considering the way the social aspect is in our world, climate right now and nationally, people are tuned out of that aspect. Because at the time the Olympics was popping off with the transgender athletes, you had all this stuff going on. I said, you need to show who you are and how that transformed into who you've become. So Braylon then goes over, Braylon goes then over to TikTok and has videos go viral where he's getting looked at by the ring of circle of influence or circle, whatever it is by Netflix. He's actually in the auditions for it was. So, I mean, like, it just lets you know, nothing on Instagram, nothing on Facebook chooses to hear some feedback and say, you know what? That's probably a good angle. I'm going to make TikTok fun. I'm going to make it creative. I'm going to tell my story and boom, he had like 20 leads within like 24 hours. So my question for you is how do you know when you've exhausted one of your golden fifties? Like, whether it's a chiropractor's office, a physical therapist's office, or Instagram, how do we know when it's time to move on? Because we've tapped out that well. Hmm. I haven't hit that point yet. I think that's maybe because I understand that networking is a huge thing. Yep. And that um, I actually have it in my calendar once a week where for an hour, I go through and follow up with all my network connections. Again, it goes back to, are you an owner or are you a manager? And if right. you want to go past 10K, you have to go to the owner lens, not the manager lens. Owners do ownership is what I tell people. I like that. I like that. Um, so you just made a really good point about touching base with your network, a great way of generating leads without spending a dime, reaching out to all of your old clients, right? Yep. At the beginning of, the beginning of this podcast, we talked about asking them for referrals, but what about just straight up asking them, Hey, it's been three years since we've worked together. <laughs> Update me. What's going on? Do you have kids? Are you married? You know, what's, and then that leads to a conversation, right? Yeah, no, actually, that's a funny story. I have this guy, Todd. Uh, he trained me for like four years, moved back to Chicago. They works with Deloitte. So anytime anyone from Deloitte moves to Nashville, which is right up the street from my gym, their location, Todd's like, yep. you need to go see Jeff at Iron House because he'll, he'll treat you right. Like if they talk about working out. And I've had like literally maybe 10, 15 clients since he left four years ago. I mean, it's just a matter of like how bad you want it. Like, and here's what I tell people. If you're going to be a coach, you have to be a coach with empathy, which means once you make these connections with people, sans the ending just terribly like it burns to the ground. Checking in on people is just a way of gratitude to continue to get attract more to your business, I feel. Yeah. Like, you know, when I go out there and I contact people I haven't talked to in a long time, I just walk away smiling. Like when I was doing my steps after meals during prep, I was calling random people all the time and just having a conversation with people I had, had in years and you know what? I, I think it, there's something to be said for that because if anything, it, it gives you reps under center and practicing talking is a huge thing as far as I'm concerned. How do you feel about actual networking groups? Like, uh, I know there's one called BNI. There are others. Do you think that is worthwhile? Um, I've never really had success in the online networking groups, but I am in a local networking leadership group, which has so far been really, really good. Um, I've enjoyed what they've done in the community. So I think it then goes back to how do you learn and how do you connect? I don't necessarily connect as well through social media. I'm 40. I'm old. My girlfriend teases me about it. I prefer to go have a conversation with people in person and be the awkward turtle walking around the room, you know, trying to have these conversations. Yeah. 
um, than trying to do it online. So I think it's one, how do you, how do you learn? How do you interact? And then two, what are you trying to get out of these network groups? If, are you actually trying to like get people you, you build businesses with? Like, or, you know, what I mean by that is, you know, you're building like a business network, I guess, would be a better defined thing. Or you're just doing it just to meet people, like getting on Hinge. So it's got a purpose. So you're going eHarmony to yeah. score? Or, I mean, to like win the day for the long term? Or are you going Hinge to score immediately? It's just a matter like of what you want that. to do. I like that analogy. Um, hey, you brought it up earlier. I was just yeah, I didn't see it. that because that's the first thing I think of, right? It's the same. It's meeting people, right? That's we cool. talk all the time about how a compatibility call with a prospect is the same thing as a first date. Or a blind date sometimes for that matter, right? If they follow you, that's a blind date. Then your first chat is more of like a first date. A hundred percent. So let's talk. We talked about when to move on, when we've tapped the well dry. When do you think, could you, no, let me rephrase the question. Do you think you could go your whole career and never put a dime into advertising and still be successful? Oh, Yes. A hundred percent because I wake up every day foaming at the mouth till 5 a.m. ready to go. And you know, I'm up at 2.30. So I get up at 2.30, I read my hour, I do 30 minutes of continuing education, and then I eat my breakfast and then I'm ready to just go crush it. I think you could do, it's a matter of what you're willing to discipline yourself to. So if you have habits that are forcing you to win every day and you can create those habits, yes, I think you can definitely go the distance without spending a dime. If you're a little burned out, Spending money is probably good for you. If you're a person who just doesn't like dealing with people and would just rather run ads and and just understand you're getting a trade-off, then that's fine too. But I believe effort at the end of the day decides when you need to put money in or if you ever will. The problem with, um, you know, you gave three different scenarios. The problem with the third one, assuming you don't like to talk to people, which is totally cool. And that's why, <laughs> you know, introverts love online businesses is that there's no point, And Matt says this all the time. There's no point in putting money into ads when you don't know who your target market is or who your ideal client is. And you only know who that person is if and when you interact with them, if and when you get your first 50 of them on your roster, then you could finally say, I am the preeminent online trainer in the LGBTQ LGBTQ community with anxiety. Okay. Now that I've planted my flag, then I can put money into ads. Would you agree? I agree with that. I think ad spending, if you're a coach and you're just going to run bland 28 day fixes that, you know, you can target Dr. Oz's people who watch Dr. Oz, you can get real nifty with it. You and I both know that. Yeah, I, you know, I, I agree with you. I think if you're going to be successful, again, this goes back to what how what you're what you're really trying to do as a coach. And I think that that's where the industry is struggling. Are you trying to be a full time coach? Are you trying to be a great white shark kind of coach where you're in the big leagues, baking twenty k month, or is this part time to you? And I think when you kind of figure those things out then you're further able to figure out the effort you're going to put forth, which I think makes things a lot easier, especially with identifying your audience that you need to speak to. Because if you're not doing this full time, getting a bunch of hormonally dysfunctional women who've lost their period is not going to be a good time for you as far as your time management goes, I can assure you. But getting your Mr. and Mrs. Jones who just want to do workouts and just have a simple meal plan to follow and a basic 28 day guide, if that's up your alley and minimal interaction, then there's a space for you too. It's just a matter of defining all that, like you said. So assuming you have defined your audience, assuming 
you're raring to go and you wake up at 2.30 because you listen to this podcast and you want to be like Jeff Black when you grow up, what would be the number one piece of advice to generate leads? Where do you start? Where is the first place you start to generate leads without spending a dime? For me, it's always an education post. I'm known for my education. I'm known as an educator in the space. Uh, kind of like a sensei for talking, you know, a lot of the coaches will be like sensei black, you know, when they DM me and stuff. And, and we, you know, and it's because of the podcast, you know, over two years ago, it was actually two years ago. I took a swing on it and you don't know this, but I've eyed from day one, our hundredth episode being at first form. And guess what? Our hundredth episode is at first form. I eyed that over two years ago. I wanted that to happen. Um, and I think there's something to be said for what you think about daily and visualize and what you attract. Um, but I think it's a matter of, for me, like I said, I think it's being an educator. I think coaches need to get back to educating and your clients will follow because if you're putting out good educational content, they're going to follow you. And I had a guy who did a consult me yesterday who followed me for two years, Jamie, before he finally pulled the trigger. You, just you know what I mean? Absent. What? Go yeah, ahead. But, but he, but he was like, dude, you just know your shit. You know, like, I, like it, it's just hard to deny it. And I just, now I'm like, okay, I want to do it. So I think that it's a matter of your what you're doing. And I've always been known for the education. So like you're saying, where do you choose to plant your flag? Yep. Wherever you choose to plant your fag, flag is where you should not be making, paying any money in, is how, as far as I'm concerned. I would never put money behind the educational post. Because you don't need to. Correct. Yep. Jeff, you're a gem. Those were gold nuggets. Thank you so, so much for being on the podcast and dropping your education bombs. Seriously. Well, thanks for hosting a good one. I always enjoy working with you. Me and you get along well. We Next do. week is going to be fire at first form, baby. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Um, for those of you listening, if you found value in today's episode, please, please, please share it on your Instagram or Facebook and be sure to tag at Jame91, at Mindset Matt, at Trainer Revenue Multiplier, and at Jeff Unbreakable Black. Black. Yay! Um, we are on all the major podcast platforms, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher. So be sure to subscribe because you don't want to miss an episode. You can also watch it live on the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Facebook page. Jeff, have an incredible day. Thank you again so much for your time. And uh, I'll be seeing ya. Yes, ma'am. Have a rad day. Make sure it's totally awesome. 100 to zero. Will do. Let's, ah, yeah. Okay, let's go, boss. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Bye. Bye.